Material Components, Season 2, Episode 21, Bodily Autonomy. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. I am your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Hi. Heck yeah. Happy to be here. Good day. Hey, everybody. I am Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. I am Elliot, and I am playing Shay, the Texpert. Texpert, very nice. Uh, I am Michael, and I'm playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Amari, everyone's favorite cat dad. Indeed. Is that because he has so many children? So many children. I don't know. Every time I bring it up, an uncountable number of children, which is to say 24. Yeah, uh, Amari has a planet's worth of kids. <laughs> he had to leave. There wasn't enough space for him to live there. Mm. Because just all as his kids. always, before we begin today's session, I would like to ask the question I ask every time, and that is, Michael Lisman, <gasps> do you remember what happened last time? I, I think so. Um, let's see. We're on a cool weather control station on top of a giant constructed mountain Mm -hmm. um and last we heard we were locked in here so uh well uh at first perhaps at first yes uh but essentially when we started the session uh shay had discovered had already discovered that there was there was some connection to the metanet somewhere in here we uh informed our friend or the captor however you want to look at it frenemy frenemy uh (laughs) and we all found like a like a maintenance uh shaft i suppose below Mm -hmm. the the main deck of this this place uh we've went through this uh reasonably sized tunnel um (laughs) for oswald reasonably sized exactly uh therefore reasonably sized uh, and we found that there was a similar to what we saw in that creepy uh, uh, Faye bar, uh, some sort of uh, network or uh, meta Faye or meta net diving uh, chair of some sort constructed haphazardly by various items on, you know, in the space, uh, oh, as well as a body. Of uh, one of the workers. Less uh, homebrew. Yeah, that, that was less homebrew. Um, a taro named Sharo, uh, who apparently had been there for two years. Uh, we figured out eventually. Mm-hmm. So after much uh, debating of morality uh, and checking in with uh, Aster, uh, we decided to pull the... Uh, well, that's probably a tasteless way to put it, but we we disconnected the connection to the Metafay. Yes. Um, the big moral quandary here was that the reason this thing hadn't turned off by itself was that it was showing that there was still some sort of connection yeah. to the Metafay, implying that the consciousness of this person who had died in this chair 
was still in the Metafay. Yeah. Um, but uh, Aster is quite uh, certain uh, of his hatred of uh, all things Fae and Callus, mm-hmm. uh, and made the decision to, to do just that. Uh, although, be- right before we did that, um, Shay got a really interesting message, uh, <laughs> conveniently timed, you might say, saying we shouldn't do what we are about to do. Shay essentially sent like a fuck you, don't tell me what to do. Uh, uh, I know. would say a very diplomatic and very PR centered uh, response. But let's think about the subtext. Now, the subtext of what you said is don't can't tell be me proven. What to do. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's true. Uh, buried with enough legal speak. Tough to read uh, intent and tone of voice in a text. Of yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, so anyway, we did it. Then before we left, uh, Shay basically made it so that thing wasn't going to work again uh, by yeah. removing some parts. Uh, and then Florian and Oswald uh, decided to do a little uh, investigation uh, and found a Taro named Kala who was friends with the person who was whose body was in this machine. Now, bringing it up, this Kala was like, I will tell you whatever you want. Just get me the fuck out of here. Well, so, you did roll very well. True. That, that is that is very true. So, yes, we we left. We got back on our shuttle uh, with an extra Taro individual in tow. Indeed. And this individual by the name of Kala was a tech, techie, uh, some kind of technician who worked in the climate control station here in corporate block C, the continent, above the city, District 997, on Asclipsis, a corporate world formerly run by Praxa Group Pharmaceutical. I say formerly because, of course, in the recent galaxy-spanning war, The Shattering, Praxa Group and its board of directors was destroyed, effectively, in the sacking of the former Dominion capital world of Minos. Since then, this world has fallen into what was described to you as the brink of anarchy, but now that you're kind of in the thick of it, you're thinking it might have been much worse than that. Anarchy is one thing. Being dominated by the Fae is another but you now have a shuttle ride's worth of conversation that you can have with this defector? You're not quite sure quite what the situation is with Kala just yet, but this young Taro woman, she has black and white fur, almost classically cow-like. She has short horns made all the shorter by some artificial uh, clipping and grinding to make way for... Uh, ornamental and functional accoutrement to be placed as caps over the horns. And she is sitting somewhat demurely near the back of the shuttle, kind of nervously staring at the giant mech that rests at the center of the (laughs) uh, area back there. As the rest of you reconvene and Duma is brought up to at least a little bit of speed on what's going on, and you inform him to bring you back 
to the docking bay from whence you came down the mountain, I'm assuming. Unless you have another destination in mind. Not necessarily. Not really. Okay. Maybe we should, uh... Hey, I was just saying, thinking, maybe we just go back to uh, the Storm's Repose, drop this person off, and then come back. Well, it depends the... on the information we hear. Mechanically, that's not how these missions work. Well, nothing's stopping you from getting a jaunt back up to the Storm's Repose. True. In fact, it's a very effective way to report back and ask for help if needs be. This hmm. is one of the first long-term missions we've at least played through. So, jumping back and forth from the Storm's Repose is a possibility. I mean, we did collect a fair amount of information. Uh, it might be a good idea to uh, communicate with our superiors. It's true. Of course, a wrinkle in that is that yes. your superiors, lest we forget, include Operations Director Victoria Silvaro, an individual who has tried to kill you twice now. Yeah. Very true. She maybe is just would give us to the thing. Here, have these fools. <laughs> but yes, that individual, that former technician, sits nervously near the back of your shuttle. What yeah. do you do? I, I do. I, I suppose that it depends on what they want. Um. Now, uh, would you rather? Uh, us drop you off here on the planet or would you like to leave the planet? Uh, that is a service that we offer as part of the Cole Foundation. Oh, if if getting off the planet is an option, I'd, I'd, I'd do that one. Of course. Alright. Well, we'll bring you back up uh, to our main ship um, and uh, once we uh, move on from this planet, we can drop you off wherever uh, is most convenient, obviously, for us, but uh, whatever works for you as well. Um, um, my indent time will be cleared? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shit. Right. That's probably why we should have told I mean, Faster. I don't know if Faster has any control over that. That's true. Because it's like two prex group. She sees the looks exchanged across <laughs> all of your faces, and her expression of hope suddenly diminishes to something a bit more... Well, hey, like, uh, the Cole Foundation does have, like, a legal team that's that's working, um, working for them right now. We could certainly ask for, like, resources on getting that, uh, cleared. That is true. Or, yeah. And would I be able to be off-world in the meantime? I don't see why not. We're not, uh... We, we will be in the proximity of, of uh, Esclipsis uh, in the meantime, so... Uh, that gives us time to figure out what our game plan is uh, moving forward. You really probably have more, you know, knowledge of what that contract means than than we do. 
I mean, is it... Is it a violation of your indenture that you can't go off planet? Yes. At least without proper clearances. A clearance first, yeah. And unfortunately, they probably aren't going to want to do us too many favors right now. Maybe it's just better if I get taken down to the city then. Or you could, like... I mean, run run with us for for a little while. Just to, you know, until we can get in contact with, again, like, a legal team. <laughs> I guess it wouldn't be that hard to backdate some change of department forms. And she seems to be kind of talking to herself at this point. Or we could even say that we've recruited you as a on-planet consultant? Oh. Yes, that that's an excellent idea. I mean, part of the reason we're down here is collecting information from uh, Praxa Group employees about issues they've been having, and I, frankly, we've been looking for a way to get more um, employee-focused information anyway. Yes. Right, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Hmm. I don't suppose you have a, a data pad or something I could use. For what? I'm suddenly wearing a trench coat somehow, and I just <laughs> puppered in data pad. Oh, uh, I mean... Florian will just immediately take his off and give it to her. I, I like, literally don't use this. Like, hardly just, at it all. It still has that plastic film on the screen. <laughs> Florian actually... The the like, yeah. No, I was oh, gonna say, she like, she, like, peels it off, and Florian's like, What? <laughs> I didn't even know that was on there. Like, I think he uses it to just, like, operate... Time. Yeah. <laughs> No, but like very basic. It has snake on there, you guys. <laughs> you can just get a new one. The calculator. You're like my grandma. Are you just playing solitaire on there? Do you Parts. know how to oh. close apps? <laughs> no, they're all open. Wait. The battery no, dies in like <laughs> in like half an hour. But Oh yeah, says... I just am steadily feeding it aether from my own body. <laughs> Jesus. Disgust me. <laughs> she wants to use it to apply as a, for A, a, a transfer department, and B, to apply as a, uh, what what she calls a corporate liaison. Ah, yeah. And she seems to be going about it with uh, steady precision. Using your data pad, she would log on to Praxinet using her own login information. And yeah. apparently she is doing this while also holding a conversation with y'all. But uh, as she's making keystrokes on the data pad, she will glance back up and say, Well, I, I said I'd answer all of your questions, and here we are. Yes. Well, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get right to it. Um, as you know, we found a Metanet uh, diving uh, device. 
You found Sharo and I's rig. Yeah. Yes. And you found Sharo's body still in it. Yeah. Yes. Where I left her. We built that rig to well pirate the signal used by the climate change pylons to get a clear punch out to the metanet. It was mostly for entertainment. Vids, hollows, games, everything the Praxinet wouldn't let us use without increasing our indent time. Or spending script, but no one spends script. And eventually, she didn't come out. And I waited. And I kept waiting. And there was only so much I could do. I'm not a med tech. I, I don't know how to keep somebody alive when they're stuck like that. And the only data terminals I had were Praxinet. And if I started looking up something like how to keep somebody alive when they're diving, that would have raised all sorts of flags. Right. Hmm. I didn't know what to do. So, so I just left her there. Unfortunately, there wasn't much you could have done. Yeah, I mean... But I couldn't... I couldn't bring myself to... I couldn't turn it off. So I didn't. Because I thought there was a chance she could come back somehow, some way. I don't know. That was two years ago. Thank Binos, they moved us out of that dormitory because every night I was sleeping there thinking she was down there and Thank you for, for for turning it off. Of course. It was very dangerous. Yeah. Now, neither of you had any idea that the communications department, at least... The at least half of it, if you catch my drift, had hmm. started using it to their advantage, so to speak. We took what precautions we could, installed some IFFs. We, well, between the two of us, we slapped together some code that would stop any, we thought stop anything from getting back through. I learned very recently that if someone wants to get through hard enough and is are older and more knowledgeable, then they'll find a way. Maybe. But I, I still don't know exactly how the gremlins were doing what they were doing making bodies out of energy. That 
part doesn't make any sense to me, at least. That's why I didn't think what was happening was connected. I. It didn't seem like they should have been connected. It is weird. And, I mean, it just started happening, so there's a chance that it just. I mean, that it wasn't, that it was something new that had developed. And they were just, they happened to be using that as an access point. I, I mean to say, you're, wasn't like, weren't your fault. Maybe. Um, did Aster mention how long ago the gremlin started? Was, he said it was recent. Relatively recent. Okay. Yeah. He didn't give you an exact date. That's true. Yeah. Sometime after middle management started giving themselves over to the Fae. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you are at least more familiar with the systems in that facility than we are. Can yes. you think of any reason why the House of Logic might want to be inside that facility. Climate control? That's really all you're going to get out of a facility like that and all of the connected facilities. They control the planet's climate. I don't know what you would want besides that. I mean, that that's a big thing, don't get me wrong. But... If they wanted to kill everyone on the planet, that would be the quickest way to do it. But... Why would they want to do that? That seems, yeah, counterintuitive, based on everything I know about fairies. How much of the population has a... I don't know how to put this. Is a, a changeling. Passenger. Yeah. <laughs> You've been watching Dexter? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Him in his laboratory. I don't. I don't understand the <laughs> reference you're making. <laughs> I, based on what Astus was saying, it can't be that high. He, I don't know if you picked up on this, but he's a bit of a kook. A little bit, yeah. I've noticed. Yeah. Totally reasonable I mean, at times, but when it comes to security against the fairies, he takes things a little too far. Not to go back to our old idea of someone holding, not, hey, this was not our idea to hold the planet hostage, but if they had access to the climate controls, they could theoretically hold the entire planet hostage and then bargain for a deal to assume control of the physical bodies of everyone on the planet. I don't know who they would be bargaining with. Every single person. I suppose, but why not just leave then? Yeah. And we also don't know that, I mean, they we don't know how infiltrated the other climate control systems are. That might be enough. I, I just, yeah, the killing everybody or you know, things related to that 
she's right. It it, it just don't make sense. Uh, okay, then there's obviously some other reason that they're here and they're doing it then. Yeah. Yeah. As far as how many people on the planet are changelings, Asta seemed to think it was a lot, but it, it honestly is probably not that many, relatively speaking. I mean, it's definitely at least like half the people that were in the kindling. The House of Kindling? Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, probably more than half. Probably most, honestly. Yeah. That's an enclave. That's like their place. If you went into any of the relaxation zones, you probably wouldn't see any. Mm. Or at least that was my experience before everything went to hell. Back when I had days off and could go down to the city. Yeah. How long were I... you up there? Five years. Things didn't get real bad until about three years ago when Astor kind of closed us off. Honestly, it seemed reasonable at the time based on what he was saying. But I've been working up there for seven years. And I've been here on Eclipsis my entire life. Boy. So you, you said that you, you didn't think most folk were changelings. Do, do you think most people don't want a presence here? Or I mean, God, we haven't even really talked to a, to a, like a like a normal person like, until like right now. Do folk want Praxa Group to keep going? Do you know? I can only speak for myself and maybe some of the folk that. I don't know if you saw that place we were just in, but no, super shut down and, and closed. I. Maybe, maybe also not exactly representative good... <laughs> of the rest of the planet. Yeah, that's fair. But even before I was stuck up there, like I said, I'm Asclipsis born and raised. There's plenty of people who didn't feel right about how much Fae was happening here. Hmm. Mike, have you described what the the fair in the northern reach is that right? That is where they physically are, yes. Right. Okay. What is like you said before that that space is a weird kind of like it's been altered, right? Yes. How so? Basically, and you're not none of you are physicists necessarily so you wouldn't understand the specifics of what's happening there but reality is weird planets are in the wrong shape like cubes and triangles uh there are star systems that are organized too symmetrically to make any sort of sense like solar systems where planets are organized by size there are 
uh, like astral bodies, like uh, oh, what's the term? Um, nebulas and stuff that are organized to look like natural features, like rivers and waterfalls, just like stuff that should not happen naturally, and that's because space itself has been transformed, attached to a sub-dimension, effectively, that is parallel to our own reality. And, cool. and Mike, read that you and I and Cole have talked about how Akalar is, like, not... It, it's not, like, on, on the border, but it's close enough, close enough up there that it also has some, like, weird features to it. So right. I imagine, like, yeah, I guess I have some familiarity with that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, what I would be reason, driving at. The reason why that is, is because it, that whole region of space is attached to a another dimension that's called the Metafay. That is a purely digital realm, a la Tron. Mm-hmm. And Tron has bled out into that region of space. Right. Could theoretically, and then, and this, this might be, I might be going down the wrong rabbit hole here. Um, would a giant planet-sized climate control system uh, on a planet that is chock-a-block full of aethite be something enough to start some sort of transformation like that? Mm, you don't know. Mostly because okay. nobody is 100% sure on how that whole interaction works. Mm -hmm. it's, it's science that is kind of outside the realms of a lot of people's study, because it has nothing to do with etherics, which is the basis for most technology. It's weird fairy right. stuff. Yep. And to learn about weird fairy stuff, you have to make deals. And that's a slippery slope. Whole planet's worth the deals right here. Come and get your deals. You don't think so. It seems like there's more to it than just change the climate, make it into a digital world. It'd also strike you as odd simply because Asclipsis is on the wrong side of the galaxy. Mass expansion. Land was cheap. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But just I don't know. To let yeah. you all know, you are in an area of space known as the Southern Reach. Mm -hmm. and kind of in the southeastern direction closer to Minos than other planets you've been to but certainly not on top of Minos by any stretch of the imagination so yeah long short answer you don't know but Kala would shake her head and say Everyone always, or at least everyone I would always talk to, would feel uncomfortable when talking about management. And half that is because they were the bosses, but half of that was always because somebody else might be riding in their skin. I feel like Faye give everyone the willies, right? I mean, yeah, for the most part. I mean, I don't know about Seems a little reduct. Seems a little reductionist, but yeah, sure. <laughs> but people who can't be people unless they're riding around in somebody else's body. 
It's creepy, right? I mean, it is. It. I don't know about creepy. It is certainly not advantageous for those who uh, are being are being ridden. Yes. And mm. yeah, there are plenty of people on this planet that I'm sure are perfectly fine with it. Like my parents, my friends growing up. I don't know, the feeling was always watch out. I think that's like that everywhere, yeah? I think a a general yeah. level of caution is generally <laughs> recommended in dealing with the Fae. So if it were up to me, I'd say kick them all out. I think this planet might be better for it. Whatever the board of directors had with them, it's over now, right? Well, well that's that's why the legal team is here. Because it doesn't... It doesn't seem as cut and dry as that. Well, then I'd definitely like to leave with y'all if you're leaving. I never thought I'd say this, but I think I'm done with Esclipsis. Yeah, I mean, like we said, we'll we'll do our best, and we'll we'll figure out a way to get you off here. I do appreciate that. Hmm. It's uh, look, I'm trying to be cool this whole time, but. That's Amari, right? <laughs> it's not surprised. I think. Oh yeah, we're on a Dominion world. Yeah. Uh, Amari Kelvacasa. Mm-hmm. You have a last name. I'm kidding. I knew that. It's on all of my name tags. Like I know. It literally on I've my known badge, you for it so long. It would... Rikasa, yeah. I know. It would be wild if I didn't know your name after knowing you this long. I'm sorry. I, d- I don't mean to like make this a thing. No, that's good. I don't mind. Of course you don't. <laughs> You're working with the, the Cole Foundation now, was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I... Why? I don't know if you know this, but uh, uh, bureaucracy is not exactly exciting. This can be a little bit more exciting than that. Oh. Well. Good to know. Mm-hmm. I just figured I mean, you'd be working with the hegemony and the new Minotaur at a vast plane. I'm sorry, the what? Well, last I heard, they they had, they were backing someone for the new Minotaur. Interesting. I mean, there's like five or six of them last I heard, but mm. there's one that the Hegemony's thrown their way behind. I should probably check in with back home. It's been a minute. It's your business, of course. I don't mean to... Oh, no worries at all. Do you, did you want to check out Tux? It's just... I didn't want to ask. 
no yeah go go for it and then i'll like i'll hit the fob and like tux will like <laughs> unfold and stand up yeah yeah in the shuttle it's like crouched yeah he folds down into like a little like just like his knees come up to his chest kind of thing there's enough space for him yeah. to stand if he started moving uh you mm-hmm. might get a, a harsh word or two from duma large mech moving around inside the shuttle might not mm-hmm. be conducive to flight well, yeah. the, the really important the, the really important part is that all the RPGs like start lighting up. <laughs> all those uh, undercarriage lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's got rims. He's got spinning rims. Uh-huh. He has no yeah. wheels. There's like, no what wheels. are the rims for? I put I put the spinning rims on. <laughs> that was uh, told me. <laughs> uh, yeah, and she is. Suitably impressed by the <laughs> Yazada class mech. Uh, yeah, and if you have any other questions for Kala, you have a couple of hours worth of flight before you get back to the city. Uh, I'm not really sure. So we need to. What we need to figure out is. Why did the House of Logic have interest in that specific location? What was their goal? And what were they specifically doing? They were creating gremlins out of energy. And are we to assume that through this port, uh, there was something in the energy that Shay was sensing? If you had to guess, you would probably say that what Shay was sensing in the power conduits was probably the gremlins themselves. Yeah. Just in the power system yeah. of the station. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah. Because they're just energy and can just kind of loop into things, right? The ones you were dealing with there, yeah. Okay. Normally Perhaps gremlins we... are purely a digital creature that just mucks with the systems. Is my uh, uh, archive uh, spec or my archive spectacles working? Yeah, again? absolutely. They started working the moment you stepped outside of the facility. Great. Uh, I guess I can look up some information about gremlins and see how they interact with systems uh, to yeah, maybe absolutely. get a clearer idea of what they might have been doing in there. Uh, easy, easy enough. Don't even need to roll for this. Gremlins is kind of a catch-all term. Yeah. that is used to describe smaller, more chaotic fae that get into systems and just start mucking around seemingly at random. They generally don't have a purpose. They cause chaos and mischief and just play merry hell with systems and make trains stop at random times, uh, mm. mess with flight control programs. They make automatic food processors run way too fast or way too slow. I mean, whatever seems funny or interesting at the time to the gremlin. Do they are they generally associated with houses or courts? They can be. They can be. All Fey, as far as you know, are associated with one house or another, or one court or another. Right. There's no such thing as a wild Fey. Makes sense. I feel like the safe assumption there is that it's that they are from the House of Logic, uh, um, although we don't know for sure. 
Um, uh, uh, Carla, uh, mm-hmm. we, I, I don't know if we communicated with, with Carla that they were, we know for a fact that uh, these creatures were in the system. Uh, did you notice any changes in the mechanisms of, of the facility in that time? Not that I noticed, but I wasn't the one going down into the access tunnels to patch up any of the damage they'd done. From what I was told, they were gnawing their way out of power conduits. Mm. And occasionally they'd manifest, but some kind of grounding tool usually made them go poof. Negatively charged aethite rod. Uh, when was your last communication with uh, one of the other uh, weather control locations? Uh, five years ago? Every day. Every hour of every day. Every minute of every day. They uh, all have to be synced and coordinated together. Yes. As far as uh, what was communicated, uh, did uh, I, any of the other locations have a similar issue? Not that was ever reported. And I'll tell you this much, none of the other stations have the same, had the same lockdown protocols that we had. Aster thinks he runs a tight ship, but that really only goes as far as he can see. So there's a lot going on that he is not aware of. I'm sure plenty of other stations let their employees have shore leave. Makes sense. Especially the ones in corporate block A. Smug pricks. What's in cor- corporate block A? When, when? From what little you've been able to just glean from conversation, corporate yeah. block A consists of a lot of the production facilities and the corporate head offices. Mm. At least those that were located on Eclipses. Gotcha. So, like, management is on corporate block A. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks. I mean, yeah, I can't necessarily think of any other lines of inquiry at the moment. Uh, what about you, Florian? Anything coming to mind? I mean, the only the only other thing I I can think of, the only other thing unique about that location is the you know the structure of it itself. What with the... I mean, it's a huge power source. But I just don't know why... Why they'd be interested in it at all. I mean, I assume they have access to... I think we can safely assume they have access to the other weather control stations. So, having control of this one, or having access to this one... I can't think of what what would make it special, except that, you know, it's the head one. So how long? Nothing really. How, how how long has this facility been in operation? Nearly two hundred years since the start. Well before my time. 
considering how old it is, it's in remarkably good shape. Praxagroup always spent all the money and resources they needed to keep things top of the line. At no expense. Um, just out of curiosity, does the name Silvaro ring any bells? Silvaro. Like the CEO of Aegis Tech? Yes, exactly. Cromwell Silvaro, Imperial. I think he's been on World a couple of times. Oh, yes? When was the most recent time? I don't know. Uh, they made a big deal about it. I remember that. There was an inspection <laughs> every day for a week before he showed up. When was that? And he, and he came, but he came here. Or... Yeah. This was before the war, mind you. Hmm. So, Y'all think that... He was touring Cox, facilities. He didn't even come to our station. I don't know why we did all those inspections. Y'all think maybe there's a secret mountain base somewhere? I mean, we I know that there probably. is one I on mean, this planet. I mean, yeah, and also, like, the other one was a moon base, so it would be very appropriate if there was a base here and it was made out of mountains that were made out of moon. Mm -hmm. It's still technically a secret moon base. In a way. In its own way. Did we... Were we able we to made that joke before, yes, we did. Yeah. Uh, we no. did ascertain as to where the other locations of uh, uh, weather control are, correct? No, yeah, they're all over the planet. Yeah. yeah. There are... I thought you were asking if we ascertained uh, base locations. Which we didn't. Yeah, that that wasn't in the the data cam, unfortunately. Uh, only. Let me go back for a minute. Well, I mean, if they made a big deal about Silvaro coming down here, it would be in like news records or something. That might be worth checking out. Yes. But Since unfortunately, I get the impression that those records would be uh, under the supervision of the communications department. I mean, yeah, but we have access. Well, unless they've revoked our access since we... Ah, uh, Shay has not told us about that conversation yet, has yeah. have they? Yeah, I did. Okay, you did. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean... And sure, they're monitoring everything we look at, but they are already know we're super effing suspicious, so... Well, I suppose it couldn't hurt to ask. Or just... Yeah. I, I would literally look it up right now, except that I just gave my data pad to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, I guess part of maybe part of what Shay is doing on the the ride back is starting to do access stuff, see if, seeing if they can even access the intranet with the the, the stuff that they got from. Because uh, you specifically got a data cam 
from yeah. Miss Kalasic that she indicated had her personal access uh, data on it. Yeah. Florian, Kala would hand you back your data pad. She having finished with it and was just kind of holding it while talking to Amari. Jeez. Okay. Just beep, beep, beep. And she will definitely, like, wince as you're just, like, thudding, finger-tapping on it. You can hear the clacking of the fingernails. I I do. So, Shay, you mentioned earlier that you have obviously turned off all of your sounds because you're not a thousand years old. Mm Mm-hmm. Florian probably has figured out how to turn off his keyboard sounds because he's not, like, dumb. <laughs> but he hasn't figured out how to, like, silence notifications and stuff. Still has the default ringtone. Yeah. Are we past listen. the point in history where, like, custom ringtones are a thing? No, absolutely not. Oh, uh, his his ringtone is uh, uh, Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> A MIDI oh, version. Damn it. <laughs> a MIDI Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> Truly the darkest timeline. Listen. <laughs> no, it's, I uh, like it. It has a nice little bounce to it. Clearly it's an 8-bit version of Man of Constant Sorrow. Oh, man. <laughs> That's cute. But... Uh, Shay, you are attempting to access the intranet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, booting up your data pad and you insert the the data chem into it? Yeah. Okay. As you do, you are presented with the same login screen you saw before, basically asking you for your employee ID number and password. And when you open up the data cam that you've inserted on your pad, you find another login screen asking for your employee number and password. As though this is encrypted in some way. If you want to give me some kind of Aether tech role, I would appreciate that. All right. Do you want me to hack it or just like... That's up to you. And I leave the tactic and how much Aether you spend up to you. I will say you don't... It's really... You're unsure about how difficult this is. So the better you roll, the better it will be. I will... No, I'm not going to use... This is just to be a straight roll, because I have some things that I want to, I'm thinking about. I see. I don't, actually. I can't read your mind. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. You quickly realize that the second login screen you presented is not real. (gasps) It is some kind of junk program that is just on top of an encryption of some kind. Like the the entry spaces for inputting data don't even work. It's like a JPEG. <laughs> Basically, that just opened automatically. And 
what you quickly find is that embedded in that file is a message. Cool. And the message says, the court of mind is selling out the other courts that are here. Oh, so she gave me a cool little thing. Okay. A cool spy message. It goes on to say, do not use the local intranet. They are watching. Okay. It seems to be some kind of embedded message from Miss Classic that was given to you on the DL. All right. The data, after yeah. you figure that out, the data camp does, in fact, contain login information that can be used. Okay. Um, I'm not going to use that, actually, currently. Um, I'll say, all right, change of plans, everyone. Okay. What is the new plan? Well, I don't know, but there's oh, gonna, okay, it's going to change. Um, mm. It seems misclassic is so concerned about us using Praxinet that she did honestly like an impressive and neat little encryption on this thing and it seems that the court of the court of mind the how wait okay did it say the house of logic or the court of mind the court, court of, of mind. mind okay the court of mind is selling out the other courts because oh, isn't that like the thing, though, is all the courts are constantly just trying to be like, hey, I got one over the other court. Yeah, that is traditionally the okay. the way it is seen by mortals. It's the constant backbiting between the courts, jockeying for position and status. Galactically at this point, most would agree that the court of air is kind of doing the best, quote unquote in terms of galactic prestige. But yeah. that is mostly because they have heavily aligned themselves with the Connus Empire. So we theoretically have an ally. Um, sort of. Yeah, uh, all the other fake courts. Whoopee. Well, I just mean uh, Miss Classic. Uh, I'm not sure if we could count on her for... No anything more than this yeah, this could be a and the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of situation yes if only we know who they were selling out to uh, I mean tell me Kala does the name uh, the VP program does that mean anything to you what does the VP stand for? Excellent question. That is, that is the problem. Out. Yeah. I'm sorry, no. That's alright. What was the other thing? Uh, well, maybe I'll wait to ask about Project Chimera. Um, please. Please do. Just fucking do it. 
Send it. Do it now. No, don't. Please don't. <laughs> There's nothing I think else. The next, yeah, I think the next question is just like where to. Right now, you're still vectoring towards the original docking bay that would land you in the city. Yeah, we need to figure out what our next move is. Um, we found a good amount of information, um, but we almost have more questions than we have answers. I mean, if if we wanted to go down the Bay versus Fay route, hmm. I mean, we do have a kind of spot for that. Uh, do tell. I mean, we could go back to House Kindling. Ah, yeah. Cool. This is good. This is a good plan. <laughs> this is such a good plan. I, you wow. Know, you know, honestly, getting involved in a political uh, kerfuffle between fake courts does seem like the best idea. Doc? Dog, I left like bureaucracy and all that shit so I could blow things up, and this is just like let's let's do oh, some politics and backstab some people. Yeah, see, I don't think yeah. this is gonna Still be bureaucracy. I'm up. thinking more like espionage. <laughs> like, like you don't blow stuff up with espionage. Well, I mean, you can you have can. you not seen the beginning of Casino Royale? Come on, yeah. Reed. Have you I, seen any Space James Bond movie? That's 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 espionage gone completely wrong. <laughs> he is hey, like to kill. That's, the, that's, the that's, dude dies right that's, there. That's people who are bad at espionage, which it probably also describes us. <laughs> so um, why are we gonna try to do it? Because you want to blow shit up. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're actively trying to do espionage yeah, poorly. Just just okay. for you. <laughs> okay. Because sometimes Bond, the only thing standing between the world and chaos is a man with a gun. Oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> I just want no time to die to come out. <laughs> Let it be known, I'm very okay with this plan. Yeah. It certainly is an interesting think about, plan. Think about how narratively interesting it is. Now, yeah. <laughs> is this something... Because again, we are only supposed to be gathering information. Mm -hmm. um, um, well, we've we... gathered quite a bit of information, and we're just trying to get more. Like, oh, the court of mind is selling out the other courts. Man, we should learn more about that. I mean, we should. Let's go. Let's go find sure. some friends. But how do we I do that without making we... deals with the Fae? Nobody has to make any deals about anything. A deal doesn't always have to be, you can wear me like a skin suit. It can be, hey, we'll tell you a thing if I you tell us a thing. I really don't like that sentence. <laughs> yeah. That just happened. What is the court of mind uh, sort of run on this planet? I, I seem to remember you mentioning that, Mike. But that was They run the communications department. Okay. The head of communications yeah. here on Asclipsis is apparently the acolyte of logic, which is like a high-ranking member of she nobility. 
They probably don't exclusively exist on this planet, based on what you know about the She Courts. The Acolyte would be one of six individuals of the House of Logic, which rule that house. So it's probably more of a timeshare for the Acolyte. And we don't know of any other locations of courts on this this planet other than the House of Kindling? You've well, been there's... told that there are enclaves of all of the courts yeah. throughout yeah. the city? Right, House of Kindling we just don't know the what they are. One. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we could find one. Just throw just... a rock, you'll hit an enclave. Probably. I. There are... They're not, like, hidden. <laughs> it doesn't they seem... Might be. Nope. No. Not even close. At least the House of Kindling wasn't. Yeah. Uh and we do know that the Pixies um were like conglomerating kind of at the roof or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so if we follow enough um I don't know, say certain color, like whatever the air one is, we could find that one and then maybe Maybe we can see everybody's favorite lad. It's cool. That's too good of an idea. I I don't think we should do that. That's 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 too well thought out. The fake courts do seem to be color coordinated for your convenience. <laughs> you think I would remember that, Mike, please. Now uh the the court of air might be the best option, not just cuz we might see our good, good. Not just good because I'm friend, in love but... with Puck and every form he takes. Yeah, in but... universe, it would definitely seem like the least appetizing option, Bad. simply because they are so associated oh, yeah. with the Kanas Empire. Yeah. Oh, that's true. If we you don't didn't want, want them showing up at the end of every mission, that might not be the best court to contact. That, okay. that was what I was going to. I'll that's fall in love with up. a different harlot. <laughs> Um, or all of them, or all of them. Uh, can't be both. Yeah that that was that was gonna be the point that I was gonna bring up is like, yeah. yeah. Do we know enough about the Fake Courts to know? Do they all have beef with each other, or they're specific? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Oh, it's not like if there's uh, beef, they will find it. Yeah. There, there is even beef within the Fake Courts the themselves, like interhouse rivalries. Yeah, that makes sense. They're all about the beef. I'm just trying to determine who would be the best option to maybe offset the the court of mind. Traditionally, uh, their opposite would be the court of body. I was, I was just about to say, does it fall along those lines? Because that's very silly and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then Let's go meet some be. hotties with bodies. They do have not, some They don't bodies. have bodies! They have some bodies. They're not someone's bodies. Oh, hey, listen. I mean, now, when you say body, do they just fucking run like this planet's 24-hour fitness? Sure. <gasps> Let's God. get physical. Is it, aren't aren't physical. they human resources? Humanoid resources. Yeah. <laughs> God, HR. Goddamn worst. Um, in no. any of the universe, there, there yep. is not another fairy court associated with the different departments on this world, as far as you can tell. Yeah, but if the court of body has a enclave on this planet, you have not been made privy to its location. 
Which color would they be? Black. Got it. So it's a goth bar. Possibly. But you find your way back to the landing platform and District 997. So there's more planning you want to try to do in route. Uh, well, I, what's the point? <laughs> when yeah, do our plans go to? <laughs> in any universe, in any galaxy we're in. Monkeys and typewriters. One day it'll be right. Exactly. Yeah. You'd so, like to think that, wouldn't you? Let's let's just follow this hypothetical plan that we have, which is uh, so discontent between the uh, houses upon this planet. Now we can't just go to the ha- the court of body and say that the court of mind is plotting to overthrow the other ones. We need substantial information. We need something more than just our word uh, to to prove these these statements. Um, I mean, we have the encryption by you know someone who's in the know. We have a, a we have an encryption, but they don't know where it came where it came from. We can't necessarily prove its source. I, I mean, mean, could they like, could they is, check the login credentials? Yeah, that that's person? what I was gonna say. It's like, yeah, yeah, something, something, IP address. I don't know how technology works in the real yeah. life or in yeah. fucking space fantasy. There would be an etheric signature that one could trace if you had the right connections and uh, technology. Okay, well, that's something then. Is that what you want to do? I mean, we got nothing else to do at this point, so might as well uh, trade that for talk of trying to organize a town hall. There was. You know, I don't think that idea is going to happen. I didn't know if that was ever going to happen, but now I think pretty sure that's probably I not going to happen. We've already figured out maybe the big problems here, uh, and it's. <laughs> I think it's the Fey. Um, Okay. So, yeah, I guess we can do that. All right. So, arriving back in District 997, what do you want to do with Kala? She is content okay, so we to have just this whole stay hotel. with the shuttle. But, yeah, you could also just stash her at the abandoned hotel. Um, She would inform like... you that her credentials as a corporate liaison are established and that seems a little suspicious to you based on everything else you've seen here just how quickly she was able to accomplish that and her ability to do that while maintaining perfect eye contact and not looking at the screen and having a a completely normal conversation yeah that shit's weird yeah i mean i think shay probably does that too like it's just texting while talking to people that that seems like a shade thing. But the logic there might be that you're also talking to someone who was at least in part responsible for building a metanet terminal out of scraps, essentially. Which, when you stop to think about it, is pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. I mean, Shay 
Shay is trying to be very professional and not like, because like, and is also a, like you know like oh this is super dangerous and like but in their head Shay is like holy fucking shit this girl is so fucking cool. Like, as far as like Aether Tech standards, that's pretty punk rock. It's pretty punk rock. It's punk rock as hell. So pretty. I mean, then they could be a pretty useful resource for us. Yeah, I mean... Collecting more information. But yeah, she is willing to follow your lead wherever you direct her. Uh, bring her along? Yay. Let, Yay. Hey, hey, do you want to go to an enclave with us? We're gonna, like, go talk to some fae. That sounds folk. like a terrible idea, no. No. Yeah, see that that was sort of what I was Yeah. Uh Happy to stay I mean, with the shuttle. Your pilot seems nice. Yes, it's quite pleasant. Well if you were and staying that somewhere. Way, yeah, I mean we have a ho- whole hotel to ourselves, pretty much. Yeah, it's it not is really to ourselves. Most likely being uh well, watched. Yeah, that is true. You'd be by yourself. So the shuttle might be the best spot to hang out. Alright. I suppose if you're going to be getting off-world, this would be the way to do it. So, yes. don't want to miss the ride. Exactly. Um, now, uh, where would be the closest uh, connection with uh, the Court of Barty, uh, Perhaps a. Uh, I'm struggling to grasp the word. I see it. I. It, Enclave. You know what I'm. Talking. Enclave. Yes. Yes. That one. Yes. Of the court of body. Yes. I'm about to say some words that are probably going to be very upsetting. If that's where you're dead set on going. If that's where you want to go, you're you're looking for. The House of Plague. Oh. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't sound super fun. I mean, technically it's called the House of Unstoppable Plague. So... Is that just like a... Is that that's just like a cool thematic name? Or like, is everyone in there sick? I mean, it's the name of the house that set up shop here. Right. Great. All right. <laughs> I doubt anyone's going to be dancing in this one. I've never gone. But if that's what you're looking for, I can get you directions. Much appreciated. Yeah, Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Can't wait. And you are given directions to the Enclave of the House of the Unstoppable Plague. Such a good fucking name, though. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It is kind of a goth bar name. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's true. Yeah. The daylight here hasn't really changed. It's that same twilight fugue that you've been in since you've landed here on Eclipsis. It makes for an unnerving series of events that have transpired because it feels like the day just hasn't ended. One long series of events spiraling towards inevitable fey conflict as you get 
closer and closer to the edges of something. You can feel the shape of it now. Something happening here on Esclipsis. Fey quartz caught up in the middle of it. The name Cromwell Silvaro, still an itch at the back of your minds when you asked about it, knowing that he was here, knowing that Agus has some kind of facility, program, some influence on this world that you have yet to even discover. But you're heading downtown. Mm -hmm. I knew that was coming. (laughs) Downtown, following the lines of black pulsing light that flit through the sky. Those pixies that course through the middle reaches of the buildings here in District 997. The lights, a technicolor spasm of messages moving back and forth. Pixie servants carrying their master's wishes across this city like a ribbon of light pulsing with life and information. The black lights of the House of Body are the least common. The House of Body is not or the Court of Body, is not known for its messenger services. The Court of Body is who you go to if you want something about yourself changed. They deal with biological enhancements. They deal in the curing of incurable diseases. They deal in the flesh and bone and meat of mortal kind and making it, well, they would see it as better. Most just see it as different. The wise see it as terrifying. The foolhardy see it as alluring. If you ever see somebody with an extra set of arms strange biological modifications to the eyes, gills where there should not be, wings of a strange bio-etheric nature on the back of a creature that should not have them, they have most likely made a deal with the court of body. The House of the Unstoppable Plague is what appears to be. Not a nightclub like the House of Kindling, but a... certainly a bar. What you find, at least exposed to the outside, is a bar. But the sense you get from just casual observation without entering is that that bar is a waiting room and that individuals will go through doors on every side of that waiting room once their number is called. To do what? You don't know. But at times, the people who exit do not look like the people who entered. Sometimes the changes are small. Sometimes the changes are large. Sometimes the individual who leaves bears zero resemblance the individual who entered. 
sometimes the mind remains intact. Sometimes something else is riding in that new body that walks out those doors. As opposed to etherically powered prosthetics, which are generally very obvious. Crystalline facets are upon them, giving them a, a etheric glow and light that matches the technology used by most people throughout the Dragon's Wake galaxy. The modifications done by fey types are more subtle. Fleshy. Very dynamic in their appearance, but also unmistakably biological. And so you find the House of the Unstoppable Plague and see all of these things. The drinks, as far as you can tell, are free. That's dangerous right well, there. Well, shit. I'm having a drink then. Fuck. What do they have? Anything you could want. Anything that might numb the nerves before walking through some of those swinging doors that lead out of this waiting room. Sort of like are the drinking fountains like a... just 12 loco? <laughs> yes, I was about to ask. It seems like, yeah. like a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> there is yet another notice. Praxa Group Pharmaceutical is not held responsible by anything that occurs beyond these doors. Bodily autonomy. The rending of one's flesh. So on and so forth. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. I'm in. Let's I'm in the drink. place. Uh, but we should uh, try to speak with somebody uh, a bit higher up, I suppose. Uh, somebody who might want this information that we have it, ascertained. I mean, yeah, is there security like there was at House of Kindling? No. Yeah. This place doesn't even have a front of desk. It doesn't have the same kind of cordial, inviting nature. It is what appears to be kind of a dive bar, but a dive bar that is acting as a waiting room for surgery suites in the back. The people who are in this place are not necessarily having the best of times, but there's definitely some heightened, excited conversations happening in small groups. There are people at the bar ordering drinks. The staff here all appear to be Midrian in basic shape, but all of them have something off. The bartender with the shark teeth. The serving staff with extra sets of fingers that line the bottom side of their hand. Hey, you guys. I'm getting body modded at some place. I mean, that was like Sorry, another James Bond reference. Sorry, continue with your description. Yeah. So good. Suppose we can go up to the bartender because there's nobody else we can talk to that we can see. There's wait staff around. There's wait staff. And there's a few bartenders. Well, I try to wave one of them down. And a young, apparently Midrian woman approaches. 
she clearly has the ears of a Leon. Oh. Fucking cat girl. And as she gets Wee. real close, you can see <laughs> you know? she has like whiskers coming out of her cheeks just to either side of her nose. Yes. We, uh, of course, uh, would love to have some beverages, but we are also here on business, and we were wondering if there is somebody... Do you somebody... have an appointment, Nya? No. Uh, no. Are you kidding me right now, Mike? <laughs> Just to get a reaction. Oh, shit. We're in the custom character creation, uh, like, house. Welcome to the Monster Factory. Uh, yeah, I just fucking yelped. Thank God I was muted. <sighs> you wish to speak to management? Yeah, uh, yes, please. That can be arranged. And she will stop for a moment, still smiling. And then you see her go rigid for a second. And her eyes start to like go her pupils are wide and then they start shifting and becoming angular and square and you see the whiskers growing out of her face begin glowing with black light oh that's so cool as hell man you never get used to it when her eyes roll back down out of her skull you see that they are completely black except for white rectangular lines down the middle of them cool hate that yep and she oh. smiles this big feline smile. And her voice, but definitely not her voice, says, Hello, how can I help you? Well, uh, uh, my name is uh, Oswald uh, Octavian Theophilus III. Uh, who do we have the pleasure of speaking with at the moment? You speak with Balthazarian of the House of the Unstoppable Plague. Yes. That's a good title. I own this chop shop. Yes. Um, We have in our business here on, on the planet have come across some information that might be uh, quite useful to your house. Uh, Indeed. Yes. Delightful. And this creature walking around in this woman's flesh will move around to the edge of the counter and gesture for you to follow. I turned to everybody else. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm. Yeah. So excited for this. Yeah, okay, let's go. It will move towards one of those swinging doors on the side of the bar here. And it will turn back towards you, its face in a stretched smile, like the muscles on the face aren't used to doing what it's doing, and it's like the lips peeling back in a way that seems unnatural. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, like the face cool, cool, isn't cool, used cool. to making this particular expression. Like, that's not how this face would normally smile, but what's riding inside doesn't know how to make it work right. 
Gross. Awesome. And it will open the door for you and gesture inside. So kind. You all go in? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The creature, Balthazarian, follows behind you as it shows you into a sterile-looking corridor that leads off and away from this dive-bar-looking place. It's a stark contrast between where the hallway ends and the bar begins in terms of just raw aesthetic. This white-paneled... You should have gotten drink, drinks first. Oh, I forgot to get a drink. The fey changeling will get ahead of you all and start leading you down the hallway, and you can see that this woman's body does have a surgically implanted tail that kind of, like, peeks out through the pants and is twitching back and forth. Um, Hope this cat girl right. is living her best life. Whatever it is, she's only living 50% of it. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You'll be shown to a door that opens up into what looks like a booth. It is like a private restaurant sitting room. Balthazarian will move and sit at one end of this booth and gesture for all of you to come inside. And the changeling will point around to you, Oswald, say, Drinks for you and your companions? Well, uh, I... What, what, what do you all think? Perhaps uh, we should pass on it for now. Uh, we are, uh, unfortunately, uh, on business at the moment. Right. Drinks to celebrate the end of a deal, not the beginning. Right. Uh, although, I, sure. I don't know if a, a deal is 100% necessary, we... You spoke of an exchange of information, my friend. Yes. Suppose that's true. All uh. exchanges are deals of a sort. Fair point. I love the Fae so much. Yeah, so love good. Them. So fucking mm -hmm. good. Also, if anyone wants to chime in on this conversation... No. Yeah. <laughs> you dig that grave, baby. Grave dig? What, pray, information do you have for the court of body? And I look to Shay. The changeling's Nothing? strange eyes will shift over to Shay as well. Uh, uh, my companion here received a message from uh, somebody who is associated with the uh, court of mind. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, your court and that court are not on well, the best of terms, I suppose. Uh, don't know the intricacies of, of intercourt relationships, of course, but... Yes. Our brethren and sistren among the court of mind are held in the highest of esteem. 
Interesting. Oh, well then, perhaps we should take this information elsewhere. Oh, yes. Hmm. As you wish. Oh, damn, just bluff immediately called. <laughs> That's okay. Funny. I'm going to uh, call the call. I stand up, I leave. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Shay, let's not forget why we are here. It is important for us to share this information. What precisely does this information pertain to? The intention of the Court of Mind regarding, well, your court as well as the others upon this planet. Hmm. If you will give me a moment, I must confer and Balthazarian will stand up and move out of the room and the door will close behind it leaving you alone momentarily if uh if we end up having to make some sort of negotiation or give information to like an actual court member or like court uh high court member that might be bad <laughs> yeah yeah it, it might oh and, and just by I'm the excited. way if anybody else wants to step in at all and oh I'm you're so doing speak. great yeah man. killing it like i'm dead just wonder why i bother with any of you sometimes i well, well, if we have some time, I'm gonna update my resume. <laughs> Cole Foundation's a really stressful job. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm filling out my will. Well, they won't oh. kill you. Yes. Probably. You think you'll die from this? Oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna off. Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> nope, not doing that. Mm, no, I'm not going. Yeah. Well, it but, seems like that. I don't think the body modifications that she had were, uh, like, fey designed. Oh no, I, I get that. I, I 100% get also, that. Also, you already do that. I don't do that. I, no, time. but you're... <laughs> I'm just imagining... That's Kambari, a stereotype. Like... That's a stereotype. <laughs> wow. 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 I don't, I just really you're already a cat boy, so you don't need to be modded to, into being a cat boy. Yeah, but what if they make me a non-cat boy? What if they decat the boy? Oh, well, you would have to agree to that. Is that the they work? After a moment, the door will open back up, and the cat girl will come back in, and her face and tone of voice seems much more natural now. Oh, good. And she will say, Apologies for the wait. If you'll just wait a moment, the harlot of the Unstoppable Plague will be with you shortly. <laughs> Great. And as you hey, let you know what? that sink in, I think that conversation will have to wait until next time. 
as you find yourselves in the back of the enclave of the House of the Unstoppable Plague, awaiting the arrival of the Harlot. But of course, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at MattComRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis, where I post art and post about MattCom. You can also find links to my Patreon and Society6 stores there, so you can help support me. You can find me on Twitter at CryOutOlivia, um, where I talk about all sorts of stuff, including mostly tabletop RPGs. Uh, come hang out. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, you can find me at The Readamus, where I post lots of pictures of my adventures and tweets about my shenanigans. I also run the Matcom RPG Instagram account, so you can also find us there at Matcom RPG. And you can support us by rating and reviewing our podcast on whatever platform you're listening to. And when you do, include the name of an NPC in the subject line of the, of the review, and we will put that NPC into this campaign. That is absolutely true. And when you do, you can also find me on Twitter, at MKGergoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things Matcom and tabletop RPGs, such as our good, good friend Omatep, who you can also find on Twitter, at NPC underscore AN, because even though he is not in this campaign... Yet, he is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, the world, the galaxy, is chaos. So please, be kind to one another. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.